0: Welcome back to the Sully Scoop, where three lifelong Husker bros dive in-depth on all surrounding the new era of Husker football, where our cups never run dry of the roulade under head coach Matt Rule, made by fans for fans, with J-Saw, b and t The Sully Scoop is the official Nebraska Cornhusker football podcast brought to you by Big Banter. We are back here on your favorite Cornhusker podcast. That's the Sully Scoop. We're here with J-Sole, B-Sole, and t uh, Let me tell you something. We, we are riding the sinking Sims ship. And you know what? This ship has already sunk on my end, and it is going down fast. This is like the Titanic with Sims as the captain, and there is no way you're going to win a game when you turn the ball over four times. And that is where the games have been lost already this season for the Huskers.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Jason. I think the hardest part right now is trying to win a game when you are losing the turnover battle. However, when you do look at the Cornhusker quarterback room here, who do we have? Who's better? I'm I'm sitting here trying trying to figure out you know are we coming to the point in the season where Jsol is going to be chanting for Chubba
0: Purdy to make his make his debut and come out you know let me tell you it, he already made his debut and we might be calling for it listen if Harburg Henrik Harburg is not going to come out here if he I think you give him the opportunity first listen he might not be the most elite passer out there. But he can sure run the ball. And another thing he's probably not going to do, drop snaps. You can't drop snaps and win no, games. I'm not defending
1: the drop snaps. All I'm saying is... He's defending is, the fumbles. I No, I'm sitting here telling you that Sims is the best athlete in the quarterback room that we have. I think the issue is Satterfield not utilizing the offense correctly.
0: Listen, I'm not disagreeing that he's the best athlete that we have. Arbers just as good as an athlete i would say he's not better of an athlete but he's probably just as good and let me tell you something what makes him better as an athlete especially on the football field is when you can hold on to the ball turnovers is what is losing this season the past two games minnesota colorado yes two tough games to start the year especially under a new head coach that is what has lost us the game we lead college football in turnovers and it comes down to jeff sims at this point four turnovers in back to back weeks. You put that on the quarterback's shoulders especially when he has three a piece in both games.
2: Yeah, Jason, I'm 100% with you on this one. It it comes down to turnovers. Ultimately, the most frustrating thing for us Cornhusker football fans right now is the fact that our team is better than what our record shows and our team is better than what our team is showing us right now and I know that Nebraska is the butt of everybody's jokes right now. And, and you know, that's all fun. That's all ha-ha because we're 0-2. Totally get it. You know, I'm not going to take anything away from Colorado. They took advantage of the turnovers like any good team would do. And ultimately, if Nebraska is going to self-destruct and hurt themselves, Colorado's going to come in and take the points, as they should do. So that's the the people saying that Nebraska beat themselves. Well, you know, if you take away the turnovers and the points off turnovers, Colorado still wins based on the scoring margin. The issue that I have is the fact that us as Nebraska fans, us as just college football fans, we're robbed of a very good competitive college football game because Jeff Sims can't hold on to the football, is what it comes down to, because Nebraska came out with a great game plan. They were going to play tough defense, And run the ball.
1: I don't know that the game plan was all that great. Their game plan for the first half. No, the game plan for the first half was not to let Sims run. They played into Colorado's defensive mindset.
2: Colorado was playing, don't let Jeff Sims run. They had three linebackers spying him and saying you beat our DBs, and he can't beat their DBs. Tsalt Matt Rule came out
1: and said that their offensive game plan was not to open anything up with Sims running the ball in the first half that they wanted to establish the round and pound with the running back room and then allow Sims to drop back and have a couple play-action passes and opportunities in the second half. That is a mistake. You can't take a quarterback who is game-changer on the ground when he holds onto the ball and tell him, hey, for the first half, just hand the ball off. Don't take it and run. That's a joke.
0: Well, let me tell you something. He can't even take it a run when he can't hold on to the ball from a single snap. Second of all, what they were doing in the first half was working. Why? Because it was tiring out the Colorado defense. The Huskers were moving the ball aggressively, and the defense was actually getting stops. And, of course, you know, it's hard to get stops back and forth when you get a turnover on downs or, you know, they finally get to force a punt. And next thing you know, you're jogging back out there because your quarterback just dropped it on first down.
2: Yeah, so I'm with Jason on this one. What they were doing in the first half was working. The only thing that wasn't working was the turnovers. And I know that that's a part of the I, game, and you got to. I'm not disagreeing that, that it
1: wasn't working with either of you. All I'm saying is the fact that they decided they
2: weren't going to let Jeff Sims run is a mistake. He didn't need to run, is what I'm getting at, Bisa, because Gabe Irvin was opening up these holes and dominating. If Jeffs, if you take away the, the fumbles, you know, because I don't want to take away the interception because Colorado earned that interception because Jeff Sims stared down the receiver. We all get that. What I'm trying to take away is the, the, the snaps that just Jeff Sims can't handle the snap, drops it, and they fall on it. And, yes, I know that's part of the game. Their defense sniffed it out. I get that. But we are robbed a great game because if you take away those points from Colorado, Nebraska would have came out in the second half and still stuck to their game. But instead they go into halftime down 13 to zero. And I think they just let the game get away from them. Next thing you know, in the second half, they're playing Colorado's game and Nebraska isn't built to play Colorado's game. TCU wasn't built to play Colorado's game. If you go in And play Colorado's game, chances are they're going to beat you because they got one of the best quarterbacks in the league on their team right now. And another thing that was. For everyone who wants to hate on this quarterback, you can't hate on this guy. He's clearly talented, he's clearly going to play in the NFL, and you just got to respect his game. And so by respecting his game, you don't fall into the trap of playing his game.
0: The only NFL he's going to be playing in is the notable fan league because this guy doesn't deserve a chance in the National Football League. He can't hold on to the ball. He can't even throw a pass. This guy is a flat-out athlete, but he's not a quarterback, and I can tell you that right here. Another thing Jacelle, is we would have had a 31. the other
2: Jason, he threw 31 of 42 completions, two touchdowns. He has yet Are you to talking throw about an interception Sims right now? on the season. Are you talking yes. about
0: Sims No. I'm
2: talking about Sanders.
0: Oh, well, then – Skip to the next part. I don't really care. <laughs> we're talking about the Huskers right now. Yeah, Sanders is all this in a Sims
2: ain't making bag the NFL of jewelry. He he's, all this,
0: he's all this in a bag of jewelry. Let me tell you something. I can hit Travis Hunter or Weaver against this defense when they're tired and they've been on the field almost the like entire half because we went into halftime. We were controlling the clock by almost nine minutes more. And in the second half, that completely flipped because Jeff Sims. Another thing before we went into Played half, their we would have had three points. However, our field goal kicker missed it. Again, a lot better of a kick. Yes, I know it's the same outcome. A lot better of a kick that I was not, you know, on my knees praying that this kick was even going to get off the ground. It hit the goalpost. I thought it kind of looked like it bounced in. Guess it didn't. However, it was a great opportunity. And you know what? It kind of let down the defense and kind of put them on their heels at that point. But another thing that really let down the defense was when Jeff Sims is turning the ball over. And next thing you know, Colorado's getting it. In the red zone to start, they scored 10 points with 36 yards. They had 44 yards to start the game. Zero points came from it. Then they get 36 yards and they have 10 points all of a sudden. It is because of Jeff Sims turning the ball over in the red zone. And this defense locked up one of those opportunities and forced a field goal. Now,
1: now j and t Here, here's one thing. I agree that Sims is the main reason that we lost this game. However, there are, they are a handful of things that we can take from this game that were important to note that in the first half, like j said, 10 of those points were off of Jeff Sims' turnovers where Colorado started in the red zone or pretty much the red zone, that going into half, it theoretically should have been 3-3 or 10-3 Nebraska. Let's be realistic here. Nebraska's run offense looked fantastic against Colorado, and I think Nebraska gave the blueprint on how to beat them. Run the ball, put up 200 yards of offense on the ground, and you will win. The only reason Nebraska didn't win was being minus three in the turnover differential here.
0: Which comes down to who?
1: It comes down to the quarterback. I'm not taking that away from him. The second thing that I noticed. Can you say
0: his name? Yes, Jeff Sims. Yep, the sinking Jeff Sims
1: ship. Now, Jaisal, if you'll let me finish my point here, the other thing that is important to notice here is that Nebraska has a stellar and one of the top run defenses in college football, and that was, again, shown against Colorado here you saw it against Minnesota you saw it against Colorado here if the offense can figure it out in the next two weeks you've got two games here where you can shore up the nonsense on offense and then you're into Big Ten play and what do people like to do in the Big Ten they like to run the ball and control the clock if Nebraska's defense continues to shut down the run like they've been doing we have an absolute great shot to win a handful of Big Ten games here.
2: And Beastal, I wanna I wanna piggyback on your thought right now about the Big Ten and running, because it's totally true. But the number one thing that gives me confidence going into Big Ten play is we're not gonna see a quarterback like Sanders in the Big Ten. I'm sorry, but the Big Ten's best quarterback is nowhere near Sanders. Nobody in the Big Ten is winning Heisman at the quarterback position.
1: Now Tsal is. Are are you sure nobody nobody's winning Heisman out of the Big Ten quarterbacks? Who who do you think is the best Big Ten quarterback? Because I thought I could have sworn on this show you you had claimed he was going to hoist the Heisman trophy in New York. I, never I, could said wrong. That. I could be wrong.
2: I could be wrong. but did he not? Uh, that is exactly I what that. he said. Yes, no. it
0: is. It is one hundred percent what you the said. The
2: quarterback I said was the best in the Big Ten is two zero. I'd like to add. Okay. But the best in the Big Ten is a far cry from being the best in the country. And ultimately, Colorado's quarterback, of Shadir Sanders, one of the top in the country. And he probably will be going to the NFL after the end of the season because he's having a phenomenal season. And looking at Colorado's upcoming schedule, Biso, you said we showed the blueprint of how to beat them, play tough defense, and run the football. Nobody on their schedule is going to be able to play tough defense and run the football. There's not one single person on their schedule that I say, hey, you know what? They're going to have a solid run game and play tough defense. Because guess what? The Pac-12 is not known for defense, and they're not known for running the football. So I'm not saying Colorado's going undefeated by any means. I fully expect USC to beat them, and I fully expect them to drop another game. But Oregon, people are claiming Oregon's this tough dog. Guess what? They barely beat Texas tech last week. And we know Texas tech is ass. They're not competing in the big 12 and Colorado just beat TCU. Who's probably going to beat Texas tech. So if Oregon thinks they're going to be able to, you know, curb stop Colorado when they come in, guess what? They better think again. And I'm, I'm looking across their schedule. They might be. And I would say on the low of the low end, they're an eight win team. And on the high end, they're either 10 and two or 11 and one. And they're probably the Pac 12 championship. From the way you're making it sound like
1: this Colorado team has a cakewalk
0: of a schedule here at T when you run that kind of West Coast offense, that is going to work in a conference like that. So I have to agree with T on this. If they were in the Big Ten, however, I don't think that they would win that many games. I think, you know, if they were in the West, they would.
1: (laughs) For both of you, they would. For both of you, Colorado's got six ranked teams in their remaining schedule here. And that's who's okay. ranked at this moment. And how many Travis none Hunters of them are on that team? Are
2: gonna be ranked at the end of the season. How many that's Travis the Hunters they got thing. on the team? Wow. How many Shadir wow. Sanders do they so. got on the team? Hold, how on, many hold on. on. How many it's Jimmy Hearns do they got on their season? Yeah. Their now, team? now you
1: guys can you guys can sit here and name all these kids that Dion brought to Colorado. That that Electric doesn't bother talent. me.
0: 11, and he could have brought to fine. Nebraska. Can,
2: Let's just remind everybody that too, yeah, because you can talk he about would have all came to this. Nebraska if we offered him.
0: T. I, I don't think it would have worked at Nebraska. I don't think it would have worked at Nebraska. It would have worked in the Big it, Ten
2: West. It <laughs> wouldn't have
0: worked. It wouldn't have worked at Nebraska.
1: I agree. However, T. <laughs> just trying to talk loud here because he, everybody's glossing over this hot take that J. Sol just missed him say that none of the six ranked teams that t- Colorado has on their schedule remaining will be ranked at the end of the season. That means okay. that the only undefeated team, as TESOL said, who's on Colorado's schedule, will not be ranked at the end of the season. I'm not and saying none USC, of them. I'm saying that, none of them No, for you emphasis. said none of them were going to be ranked at the end of the season. That would also mean that one of my college football teams, playoff teams, is not going to be ranked. Uh, that yeah, would also because you mean picked an that, idiot squad. I'm sorry. Uh, Utah
2: is sitting at 2-0 right now. You're not for long.
1: And,
0: and so got is Colorado. Started.
2: <laughs> yeah we Kobe, probably should have picked colorado for the playoff because if they knock off usc they might be legit because based on the way that sanders is playing nobody in the Pac-12, they're, not even your playoff team not of utah gonna is going to slow off. them down they're
1: not going to knock utah off barely
2: got past baylor who we all know is terrible who did baylor lose to week one let's go check who baylor lost to because i think they're zero two they lost to texas state at home and then utah at home so don't don't get on your high horse claiming Utah's two zero. They beat a Baylor team who lost by more points. May I add to Texas State at home? So who's the better team?
0: Well, Baylor Texas or State. Texas State? Yeah, Texas exactly. State.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Point B and B, Saul. I look across the Pac twelve and I know that they're getting favoritism just because their records show it. But just because Washington State beat Wisconsin does not justify Washington State being ranked. They're not going to be ranked at the end of the season. And all the people on Big Banter who claim that Washington State is a better loss than Colorado are delusional and living in a delusional world. Anybody who thinks that Kansas is a better loss than Colorado is living in a delusional world. And don't even get me started with Fresno State because I heard it from the Big Banter podcast that Fresno State is a better loss than Colorado. And those people are delusional. And if you just look at the college football rankings, Colorado is ranked above all of those people. So no one else thinks that those teams are a better loss than Colorado. But looking at Oregon, Oregon got barely got past Texas Tech. I understand Oregon comes with a lot of history of being ranked and good football teams. So I'll give them at the end of the season a ranking of 24 because Colorado will steamroll those guys. Washington is the only team and USC are the only two teams that are justified being ranked. But if Colorado beats one or both of them, neither of them will be inside of the top I'm, ten.
1: I'm sorry, did you say Washington and USC are the only two Pac twelve teams
2: that are justified being ranked? Outside of Colorado. Yes. Don't get and, me started on Oregon State. And we so know you're New just you're, go,
1: you're gonna take out uh Utah, who's won the Yes, uh, Rose I'm gonna Bowl take out Utah seasons.
2: There's a reason why Utah didn't get an invite to the Big Ten piece, so.
1: Yeah. Utah has repeated as Rose Bowl champions here, TESOL.
2: And that's why the Big Ten said, no, thank you.
1: Yeah, your logic makes no sense. And to sit here and discredit these programs who are ranked... Is a I'm joke. not
2: discrediting them. Yeah, you the, are the big You're 10 saying, commissioners. No, are you are them.
1: discrediting these <laughs> programs that are ranked in the top 25 right now, saying that they're worse than Colorado. And I can tell you right now, looking at Colorado. We're two team, games in. Col- Most Colorado's people who are ranked, ranked aren't going to be ranked. And Colorado at the end of the will
0: season. be lucky to finish with six wins on the season. I find that hard to believe watching this team go. They just went all. They just beat the team that lost the national championship game week one. And then they have a big win against the a Big Ten team. This is a team that's coming in with defense, and they showed that they can beat that type of team. Listen, I'm sorry. Play- I'm sorry.
1: Coming from you who said this is a team who's, in the last two years, won a total of four games. That's a joke, Jason. you can't sit here and say that we're a big win. <laughs> it's a rivalry game. And TCU lost
0: all we- their talent the last two years, we actually won seven games, and we would have been bowl eligible. Just want to get your facts straight. Second of all, it is a big win going against the Big Ten foe because Big Ten actually has defense. Then you're looking at the rest of their schedule. They're playing in shootout games, and what kind of caliber of a team do they have? A shootout type of team. They play a West Coast offense, and I think it's going to work out good for Prime if he decides to stay at Colorado. Moving from the Pac-12 to the Big 12, let me tell you something. There is no difference. They don't play defense. It is a West Coast offense, and they have the best athlete in college football and Travis Hunter and one of the best quarterbacks which I would have to agree with TESOL is Shadir Sanders
2: and one of the both of those guys are going to be in the Heisman ceremony at the end of the season based on what we're seeing I don't think they'll invite both of them I think yeah. that one of them there's will be no there, way but... both of them will be there they do it with Alabama so why wouldn't they do it with Colorado who's the greatest? Colorado and shown. they're going to
1: be a six or seven win team nah, so I you TESOL
2: Put your money where your mouth is. Put your money on Colorado State to beat Colorado this weekend, then.
1: I didn't pick Colorado State to beat them.
2: Okay. We're okay, going to lock so- it in.
0: How many wins do you have Colorado having at the end of the year? Give me an over or under there, So, No, you know what? Give me your win. Top win total. What is give, the give, us, absolute- give us your ceiling yeah, peak.
2: and your floor of where Colorado is going to be. And don't tell us two wins and ten wins.
1: I can see Colorado making it to seven wins, and that's at the high end.
2: <laughs> I think everybody right, well, in the college football landscape is laughing at that response right now.
0: That is absolutely correct. But Apparently, we're be flipping
2: it back except for the big banter foes who think that Kansas is a better team than Colorado, because that is just mind-boggling to me. And probably coming from a homer of an Illinois fan base, as I may say.
0: Yeah, well, they might not have known what sport they were playing. Again, this was not basketball. This is football we're talking about, uh, Talking about, and Kansas is irrelevant. Now, let's flip it back to the Husker team, who we all came here to listen about, not this Colorado team, because guess what? The Huskers could have taken it to Colorado if it wasn't for Sims, and I got to get you guys' a standpoint. Do you make the change during that game at halftime to go a different route?
2: Jay, so now- that's a tough question, okay? Because I know sitting on my couch, I was screaming for Sims to come out of the game at halftime. I know, I know that I was. But on the outside looking in, I get it. We're two games in, and if you bench Sims now, you can't go back on it. So I get why they stuck with him because... But ultimately, they were conceding the Colorado game by jogging him back out there, knowing what he was doing on the field. Does that make sense? So because this Colorado game isn't a big 10 game, they were willing to concede the second half with Sims on the field, because at that point in time, Harburg would have gave us probably a better chance to win, but you probably still lose with him on the field because he's not going to keep up with Sanders.
1: Now, I think there's, I think there's two things here. I think you would have been more inclined to make the change to either Harburg or Purdy if you had confidence in them at being your quarterback. Everything that you've heard out of camp and everything, I mean, even in the first game against Minnesota, you were in the game, but he had four turnovers. So there was never a doubt that they weren't going to keep trotting him out there after all the takeaways or all the turnovers and giveaways, because there is that big a drop off in the quarterback room. Matt Rule said in the post-game press conference that he never once had a discussion at half. It was not brought up. Jeff's the guy. They weren't going to make the change to Heinrich or to Chuba, And that must tell you a lot right there that the offensive That's staff actually false, doesn't though. think, what's false?
0: He actually went to Satterfield and asked if he wanted to make a change, and Satterfield was the one that told him that he did not want to make a change, and that in he to in
1: the post game press conference. Matt Rule said there was You're not a discussion. You're going to want to go back and rewatch that. You're going to want to go back and rewatch a discussion that. About yes, it, it was. He that did they were go and ask to Trot Sims
0: out. The only reason he Sims came out later him. on was he got tweaked. He went and asked him, which would mean there was a conversation about it. Second of all, I would have made the change. Listen, you guys can, you know, get on Harburg, say he's not that good. or You could get on Purdy and say he's not that good. Listen, they got to that level playing football because they were that good at a certain point. I would put my faith in them watching a the guy turn the ball over three times last week. Three on his own name, and now you're coming out this week and you have another three? I'm sorry. That is never going to win you a football game. I don't care how good of an athlete you are. If you're going to turn the ball over, you don't deserve a shot on the field. Listen, you can take him out and always go back to him. You don't have to take him out for good. Second of all, I think you got to get it stuck in his head that if you're going to mess up, we're going to flip it to somebody else because everyone on this team should be able to play. If not everyone on this team can play... Why are they on the team then? Go look for some walk-ons that could play quarterback. If you have no faith in your backup, what are we doing throughout this entire season? Why are Why are they on scholarship if you have no faith in your backup? You have a backup because you have, you have the ability to go to them and willingly go to them.
1: Nobody who willingly so. goes to their backup.
0: I would well, disagree. Look at Alabama and Nick Saban in the championship. He went from uh, Jalen Hurts to Tua to Tungabailoa.
1: That was which actually that was which
0: led them to winning yeah. the national championship. You're
1: sitting here talking like it's a guy that wasn't a drop off. That was going from two guys who had played and won his at backup. the highest
0: level of college football. Is they I mean, had been they're, they're playing at the highest level the entire of college season. It's, it's two division completely one, different it, things. It is Division One college football. Is that not the highest level of college football? Playing in the Power Five. You're talking about a guy who has zero snaps logged under his belt. Was he a backup? Was Tua Tungavailoa the backup? No. Yes, he was. He was the backup to Jalen Hurts. And you in want to the, know what in Nick Saban game, did? In that game, he Why was is not Nick the Saban...
1: starter, but he was not a backup. He started multiple
0: games that year. He was the backup. If you don't start the game, you know what that makes you? It makes you the backup. Second of all, let me tell you something. Why is Nick Saban one of the best coaches in college football? Because he does not have... This relationship with the player that he's going to ride or die with him. That is what was Scott Frost's downfall. He rode with the player and wouldn't change it. This is going to be the downfall of Matt rule. And that is why I'm already on the fire rule train. And you can abort it anytime you want. Choo-choo, we're already riding. Because if you can't go to your backup and you're going to ride with a guy that's given up six turnovers in two games, saw, get ready for a long season. Every yeah, other see, kid Besol- on the team. Every kid on the team is there because they can play football at that level.
1: You're making a horrible take right now because what you also don't understand (laughs) is these guys have had a total of 14 practices with this coach. You are in a whole new offense, a whole new scheme, and you are learning on the fly. Do you want to know what most teams do in this situation? Most teams open up against three schools that they should steamroll whether it's an fcs school whether it's you know a group of five school or any of that we opened up against two two tough opponents you opened up against a top 10 defense in minnesota and you opened up against a top 10 offense in
0: colorado so what happened with colorado huh they opened up against the national championship runner up and with a new coach mind you new players and everything and they came out and won the game What's the difference? We went against Minnesota. Is Minnesota better than TCU? I don't think so. Second of all, let's go to this. How about this? Carson Wentz for the Philadelphia Eagles was the starting quarterback. He gets hurt. Are they gonna roll him out in a wheelchair? No, they put in Nick Foles, and you know what he does? He goes out there and plays at the highest level. Why is it the highest level? Because he's you're in the NFL. About, I don't give a, you're I don't talking care that about a an injury for that. Somebody not care to replace it. That he is a backup. Listen, he is at the highest level. He goes out there, and you want to know what he leads him to? A Super Bowl championship. And you want to know why? Amen. You want because to know what?
1: Carson Wentz got hurt. Oh, there you go. Did Jeff Sims get no. hurt? Be- yes. That's why Harburg came in the game.
0: Already a little too late. You have to be willing. If you're going to be a successful coach, you got to be willing to go away from your players if they're not having a good day. Yeah, why am I going to ride with a guy that's turned it over six times in two games? I mean, what do you you think he's just magically going to have stick him on his hands the next game and hold on to the ball? This guy is pathetic, doesn't know how to hold on to the ball. Sims sinking ship is going down. And unless Rule figures out a way to either get him to hold on to the ball or finally makes a change to somebody else, the fire Rule train is already left the station and we can pick you up at the next one.
1: So if you're done trying to make your your point off of three completely different situations, I can tell you right now, Jeff Sims is the best quarterback on the Nebraska depth chart, and he will be trotted out in a get-right game against Northern Illinois.
0: He's got the most turnovers out of any quarterback on our team, that's for sure.
2: Because he's been the only one playing. All right, peace out. I'm gonna jump in here okay I'm gonna play middle of the road right now because I'm happy I told you I dipped my toe in from the get-go I didn't I didn't cannonball like B soul up here and you know I didn't just avoid the water like Jsol and avoid the sunlight and really just I avoid saw the you interaction. Buying buying your with t- I saw
0: you buying your train ticket you are a liar <laughs> you're getting out at the next station.
2: What I'm telling you, what I'm telling you is this. I agree with B. So that Jeff Sims is the best quarterback on our roster. There's no doubt about that. But I also agree with Jason. You can't hang on to the football and you turn it over. You got to get benched for the next guy. Because here's what I'm going to tell you. They, it seems to me like they conceded the Colorado game since we had all the turnovers going in. You, you come out in the second half, you figured nothing's going to change. If we were playing against Northern Illinois and we turned the ball over, against them like we did against Colorado, we might not beat Northern Illinois. So you got to fix that. And ultimately you got to jog out the guy who's going to get you the victory. So even if you think in your head, Jeff Sims is going to be the best quarterback to give you a chance to upset Michigan because he can throw a better pass, but he can't read the defense to save his life. Okay. That's besides the point because he can throw a better pass and they can't just stack the box because, Harbaugh clearly can't throw the ball. Okay. If that's true, then that's fine. But when it comes down to it, if you jog out, if if you jog out Jeff Sims for the whole season, how many wins do you got? If you jog out Harbaugh for the entire season as a starter, how many wins do you got with Harbaugh? I might argue that Harbaugh gives you more wins because he's not turning the ball over, but it guarantees that you're not going to beat a team like Michigan. You're probably not going to play a close game with Michigan because we're going to go three and out the entire game. So Absolutely not. It, it would just be depends locking, what you want to sit with. It would be locking in
0: a two-win season here for the Huskers because the only team that you could probably overpower after fumbling the ball three times by your quarterback is NIU and Louisiana Tech, if you get lucky. Second of all, another thing. I'll bring in another analogy there for you, B. So a little synonym for you, whatever you want to call it. Again, I'm like Saul here, didn't pass English. So it's like in baseball. Listen, I'm not saying Jeff Sims isn't the best talented quarterback we have or most talented quarterback we have. Best is a different word. Most talent. He definitely has the most talent in his thing. But in baseball, you would call this kind of person who can hit off the tee but not against live pitching. It's a showcase player. Listen, Jeff Sims is a showcase type of player. He's not a game speed type of guy.
2: So you're saying he's a practice hero?
0: Absolutely, 100%. This guy can go out there and do it in a seven-on-seven. He could do it in practice. But there is a reason that Georgia Tech was leading college football in turnovers last season.
2: So, Jay, so I kind of was thinking the same thing because coming out to start the season, I was wondering if Jeff Sims could handle the spotlight of Nebraska, the spotlight of big games in college football. Because ultimately, at Georgia Tech, he probably got no major highlight games or maybe one with their game against Georgia, but let's be honest, that's on rivalry weekend and nobody's tuning in to watch Georgia versus Georgia tech. People are watching the iron bowl or they're watching Ohio state, Michigan, or some other game that, you know, is their game, not Georgia versus Georgia tech that everyone knows is a blowout. So point being is this, you start the season Thursday night. You're the only game on and Everybody in the country is watching Nebraska versus Minnesota. That's a big spotlight game. He's not used to that, you know, and when it came down to it, he fumbled or, as you would say, threw the ball away to the defense the entire game and, you know, intercepted the the game away, in a sense. Game two, Colorado should be an easier matchup. Not everybody's going to, you know, tune to this game. There's going to be bigger games on. Uh Uh-oh, what's that? Colorado upsets TCU and and now big noon kickoff is following you again. So now you got him two weeks in a row. Well, guess what? Now you got an even bigger spotlight game than the week before. And clearly he can't handle it. He fumbled three times. And I know that they gave one of the fumbles to Gabe Urban. That's a bunch of BS. He didn't stick it in the guy's gut. That's what you got to do as a quarterback. I'm giving him three fumbles. And then I'm giving the other one to the center who snapped the ball with the guy right behind him. Because that just didn't make any sense. So the point being is this. Maybe he just can't handle the spotlight or he wasn't ready for it. And now you got Nebraska media, which is, you know, Big Ten media, uh, you know, just big game media coming at you. And you don't have that at Georgia Tech. So I wonder how he's going to show against Northern Illinois. Because I could tell you this. If he bumbles in the first quarter, he's done. He's done for the game because we have to win that game. If you come out and lose Northern Illinois and you start the thing 0-3, I'm jumping on the train with J. saw. I'm on the fire rule train. I don't want a year two of this because Scott Frost did the same exact thing. And listen, T. saw. I already told you, I already saw you buy your train ticket. I
0: already know you're getting on at the next station and we are not far away from it. So Second you're betting all,
2: on Northern Illinois to win then.
0: No, I'm not saying I'm betting on Northern Illinois. I am just betting on Matt Rule's downfall. What is going to be his downfall? That he's going to ride with Jeff can't hold on to the ball. Sims, Butterfingers. Listen, Jeff Sims stinks. You got to get it in your head. This guy is terrible. He's the most overrated quarterback in college football. We are all watching it. His QBR is 34 back-to-back weeks for a reason. For a reason, he hasn't thrown, he did not throw a touchdown pass in that game. I want you to remember, you were saying Harburg was the worst quarterback. Harburg had a touchdown pass and a higher QBR. Harburg did not fumble the ball. Yes, he wasn't out there as much, but we also saw him in the Minnesota game catch a ball. And you want to know what he didn't do? Fumble the ball. What has Jess Sims been doing? Fumbling the ball. Yes, he might have all the talent in the world to be able to run past every single person on the field. But if you can't hold on to the ball, you don't deserve to be on the field. And it is because turnovers has been what has led to the Huskers losing.
2: Well, and Jay, I'm not going to put it all on Sims. I'm not saying this loss is 100% on Sims like you are. I'm not. Oh, I am.
0: I am 100%. Why? Because the defense kept us in the game. The defense kept us in the game. What turned the ball over? Jeff Sims. Jeff Sims is who turned the ball over. Gave it to Colorado two times in the red zone. Going into score. Now, then, if you
1: two are done talking about Jeff Sims. No, I'm not done name, talking about yes, Jeff Sims. Because My you haven't final even broken point. down the freaking Colorado game yet. You're a moron. You're sitting here saying <laughs> that they gave up the game against Colorado and they didn't. They were down yes, two they did. scores at half. There's no way did they Why were
0: they up. down two you, scores at half there? Beesle, because, because of Satterfield.
2: Jeff no, no, because of, because of Satterfield because calling the plays. Are you kidding me? Beesle. I could go
1: undefeated Beesle. with this team if I was calling the plays. You don't right. put Jeff Sims into a passing situation after coming out. Your defense was just on the field for 12 plays. Colorado drives down the field. What do you do? You come out and throw the ball three times incomplete 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 pass defense back out on the field that's going to wear your defense down one of the top 10 defenses in the country that is part of the reason that this game got out of hand at the end had nothing to do with it at the end of the game because of the turnovers the turnovers were in the first half that put us behind we come out we score on our first drive then all of a sudden our defense is on their heels they give up a score and then it's like okay Let's try getting cute. Let's try passing the ball. Let's try, let's try doing things that weren't working at all for us. It's a joke. Satterfield is a joke, and he's the issue on the Nebraska team. Absolutely be so not be so you didn't- let me,
0: nope. I'm clapping it back at him first. Listen, all right. So it was <laughs> 0-0 in the game. Yes, we already had a fumble, and yes, it was by Jabe Sims earlier in the game. But however, we got lucky, you know, whatever. They didn't end up scoring. However, we missed a field goal before, you know. We go into the second quarter. Uh, Actually, this is in the second quarter that we missed the field goal. Um, Then, you know, Colorado punts. Guess where we have the ball? In our own red zone. And what happens? Oh, Jeffy Simi. Oh, buddy finger. Yep, you guessed it. He fumbled, led to a field goal because they started with the ball in the red zone. This is to go into half. Next thing you know, he comes out. What does he do? Oh, Jeffy Simi. What are you going to do? Interception. Jeffy Simi. Oh, What happens? It leads to a touchdown by Colorado. Why? Because Jeff Sims turns the ball over and gives the other team more opportunities to score the ball. Listen, the Huskers, I don't even know how they had the opportunity to be out there and have the ball. I mean, the same amount of time. It was 29 minutes to 30 minutes, same amount of time. And why is that? Because Satterfield is out there running the ball at a certain point. You got to just hand the ball off. However, Jeff Sims can't take a snap. So you got to bench him.
2: Now, you didn't let me finish my thing earlier, B-Saw, because I was going to actually clap at J-Saw, who's saying that it's all on Sims, and I was going to disagree it isn't all on Sims, because I'm giving half the blame to Satterfield, it's as you were half. talking about. Okay, but either way, my point being is this. I'm only giving one, no, sorry, two true fumbles, because the one when he handed it to Irvin, he didn't stick it in his gut. And the other one, he was just looking left or something and just dropped it in the shotgun. But the one where he had... And he didn't
0: go down to pick it up. He reached for one hand. Two okay. times he reached for That's one hand. That's besides the point. That's a coaching fix. The ball. In
2: practice, Jump on I just the go ball. up. I talk to him in practice. Say, hey, next time dive on it. That's an well, easy fix. this is a game.
0: This is a game. Okay. That is the game. You just lost the game. The game the was you already go, lost kid. at this point. Find the pine. Find point the pine, Point being kid. this.
2: Why did we run the same exact uh, formation where we run a guy in motion right in front of the center it already hit, the center already snapped in and hit the guy in the side as he ran across the field for the first fumble. So why did we do that again to where Billy Sims had to dodge the ball coming in and Jeff Sims couldn't react fast enough? It's like dodgeball. The guy in front of you moves out of the way and you get beamed in the face. That one I'm not putting on him. I'm putting on center field for running the same stupid motion. Why are we snapping the ball when the guy's in motion right behind it? That to and- me doesn't make any sense. And number no, two, will, no, hold on. Will add number some, two, I will add some. Number two, I got a number two first. Number two, we first. were running the ball in the first half so well with Gabe Irvin Jr. Why did that disappear in the second half?
0: Okay. Because we couldn't get the ball to him because Jeff Sims kept dropping it. Second, of all, I will add, we just stopped running it to him. And I that's the problem I have.
2: I that do was, a, that was, to was what to we were succeeding with. And Satterfield got completely away from it and started, as so said, getting pass happy. So we started playing Colorado's game, and that's when they started to whoop us. And it wouldn't have happened had we just played our own game in the second half the way we did in the first yeah. half. You might not have won, but you know what? You would have been in the game until the final whistle because your defense would have been rested. And when they came out, they would have actually had a chance to stop Colorado instead of All being right. gassed and getting lit you, up on the scoreboard. If you
1: came out in the second half and continued to play the game that we were in the first half, you had a chance at winning. It wasn't just that you would have lost and you would have been it would have been a closer game. You had a shot, you were only down two scores, and you Agreed. scored on your opening possession. And but I but on a have long to touchdown,
2: out, there's I, something to be said listen, about that. If we were handing to Irvin, he we had a long Jace, drive so there it would are have been certain different.
1: things here because Jason and you are ready to pull the plug on Matt Rule. Each head coach has an Absolutely. opportunity when they come in. To bring in their staff and their players. And let me tell you something. This is it. I, am I saying that Jeff Sims was the right choice at quarterback? That remains to be seen. But through two games, oh, we've absolutely not. No, through two games, it's not. However, he made a is. home run higher in Tony White. Tony White, is as offensive coordinator, is a genius. And I have to tell you right now, if Tony White gets a call this offseason that somebody wants to hire him as a head coach, Nebraska better throw the checkbook at him that that man cannot leave with what he's done with this defense. This was a bunch of rejects who were coming from a losing program under Scott Frost. All of these guys have been losers. These guys were losers for four years. And listen, we are 0-2 right now, but I have to tell you, To have a top 10 defense again, this is the best defense I have seen playing in the last 10 years. And so if the offense can put it Mm -hmm. together and score some points, this defense will keep us in every single game.
0: I think this is the best defense we have seen since the Scott Frost best three and nine team in history. This that defense, defense this sucked.
1: This defense, no, it that didn't defense that no, it sucked it. that defense yes.
0: kept us in every single game. That defense kept
1: us how many, in every how many quarterback game. pressures did that team have? How many sacks did they have on the season? I think didn't didn't matter, many it's times a total did they give up break. 40 plus bend,
2: points? Because I'm sure it happened a lot. Break. Yes,
0: exactly. But, uh, we just gave up 36 and you're coming at him. Listen, it was a bad That wasn't done the defense. You just
2: said we turned it over 40 times.
0: We would have had a closer game with that defense. Just gonna say that, but you know no, it's wouldn't. probably because Justin would have been there, points. and we wouldn't, and we wouldn't have, you know, fumbled. However, let me just say this: Martinez I fumbled some, in every game. I am, I am gonna put some, and that defense kept us in every single game. So thank you for proving my point even more. I am gonna put some blame on Satterfield. Satterfield here for you.
2: Oh wow! He, surprise. Because he didn't Everyone sit down want to this. take
0: out Jeff Sims. Because he didn't want to take out Jeff Sims. That's the only reason he's got the blame. Jeff Sims cannot be the quarterback going forward. Why? Because he turns the ball over. You can't win a game if you don't have the ball.
1: So now, Jacell, when Nebraska comes out this week against Northern Illinois, and let's say by some miraculous decision, they've cleaned up the offensive game because they're playing against a lower quality opponent here. And let's say he doesn't turn the ball over. Do you change your <laughs> I'm just saying That's a joke. if by some you know miraculous thing they've cleaned it up to the point where Jeff Sims has a turnover free game, do you change your opinion on him? Um that'll never
0: happen.
2: According, according to hypothetical. according according to J Twitter account, Frosty the Cornflake, who who quotes J on Twitter me. at Cold Cornflake on Twitter, he said that if Jeff Sims comes out. And looks good against Northern Illinois. Jael is going to put Jeff Sims back on his Heisman watch.
0: You remember that?
2: Wow, tweet? Almost wow, like wow, you wow!
1: Bold <laughs> claim there, Jael. And listen, I wouldn't go that far. That tweet, Northern Illinois. like he said it. I, I just read
2: it off the internet.
1: I wouldn't go as far to say Heisman contender if he beats Northern Illinois, Jael. But if that's what you want to stamp your name to, go right ahead.
0: It's not what I want to stamp my name to. I want to stamp my name to that he is going to lead college football. I don't care what level: Division One, Division Two, Division Three, NAIA. In turnovers for the season, if he continues to be the starting quarterback for the Nebraska Cornhuskers.
2: Well, here's my point. Okay,
0: you I'm didn't a... disagree with me there. You didn't disagree. You. Can, it's hard to you...
2: disagree with you right now.
0: Absolutely. Like it always is. But you got to
2: figure you got to figure at some point they're going to fix it or they're going to stop playing him. So I feel like it's very unlikely he's going to lead college football in turnovers at the end of the season, because I feel like if he has one more game like like Colorado game, he's done playing. Like, now you got to You got to have it fixed in these next two games. You got to You got to figure out what you're going to do on offense. Cause right now it feels like it feels like the Ndamukong Sioux years where you have such a reliable defense and our offense was crap. You almost wished our defense was on the field more than our offense. Cause they scored more than our offense. And that is what this defense is missing is they need to figure out how to get takeaways because they stuff, they get sacks, they get off the field. The one thing they're missing is to get those takeaways, punch the ball out or, you know, sack and knock the ball out of the quarterback's hand, punch the ball out of the running back or jump in front of the wide receiver and pick it off. And that's the one area that they are lacking right now.
1: Now, I agree with you, T. Cell. they're definitely missing in the turnover battle that the defense just isn't taking the ball away at a high enough level here. Putting but I do down- have a question, but I do have a question for both of you here. Do you feel like this Colorado game would have been different since you're both blaming Jeff Sims and not enough blame is being put on Satterfield that if we had the same offensive coordinator, same team, but if it was Casey Thompson, do you feel like the different the game would have been different?
0: Yes, we would not turn the ball over that many times. I think we would have won the game if we had Casey Thompson. Well, I disagree you, you with think,
1: that. You think we would have won with Casey Thompson? You mean no. the guy who no. couldn't throw a touchdown pass against Ohio this last weekend? Threw
0: two interceptions there, Jason. Again, that's not that, the same team. That's not that, the same team. He doesn't have the same wide receivers. I, that I, would argue, I would
1: argue that he just threw two interceptions against a lesser team. Would you disagree?
0: Does he have would you our disagree? offensive line right now? Does he have our offensive line? I, I assume he's got a better offensive and line wait, because the up, Nebraska team had how many, him on his how many turnovers. Season. How many turnovers did he have?
1: Uh, two interceptions
0: against oh, Ohio. Oh, not quite Jeff Sims numbers there. Not quite Jeff Sims numbers. Oh
1: darn, he missed it by one.
0: Actually, by four. If you want to count Week One, why? Because Jeffs turns the ball over. Sims is the quarterback. You're not going to win games when your quarterback turns the ball over three times a game.
2: Well, Jason, my point being is this: Casey Thompson. He was fun to watch, you know, tried his best out there. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, he's just not that good of a quarterback. And we would have got outplayed by Colorado. And Jeff Sims is an incredible quarterback. Look look at him throw the
0: ball. He's putting up 100 yards each game. I mean, through the air. And that's not even including the turnovers. I mean, think about how many yards he has where he threw it to
2: Colorado. Jay, so what I got to tell you is this. Casey Thompson probably would have got picked off a couple of times against Colorado because they would have been jumping all of his routes because they no, know that I he doesn't have that strong of an arm. He doesn't.
0: I disagree. Well, Jeff Sims got picked off anyways, but another thing is we would have kept running the ball if we didn't have to fumble it and all of a sudden find ourselves down two scores to where we have to pass the ball.
2: You don't have to, have pass, to the pass the ball. We could have kept running the ball, and that's the issue with Satterfield. It was working why did you get away from it? Because you were playing right into where you needed to be to where you were gonna have their defense on their back, and all of a sudden you gave them just way too much confidence and you, you gave them a chance of offense in motion. And Jason, what I gotta tell you is this Colorado's a better team than us. Even if we didn't turn the ball over four times, we still probably weren't gonna beat them. We just would have watched and witnessed a really good football game, a top 25 matchup type of game, because ultimately when it comes down to it, there's no reason at all that we lost to Minnesota. We should have been 1-0 coming into this Colorado game, and Colorado would have been ranked 22. Nebraska probably would have been ranked 25, or they would have been sitting right outside at 26 or 27. And you're talking about a solid top 25 matchup. People would have been wowed watching the game, and we were robbed of that because Jeff fumbled, and then Satterfield became an idiot, and got away from what was actually working in the second half.
0: Yeah, I disagree with you there. I think this game would have been closer, however, if we didn't turn the ball over. If we didn't turn the ball over, we would have had an opportunity to win. If Jeff Sims wasn't out there, if Jeff Sims wasn't turning the ball over, we would have had an opportunity. We gift-wrapped them points after points. Even on drives where we were driving down the field, what happens? Oh, here comes another fumble. Oh, Jeff Sims. Who else would it be?
2: So that's my point. Jason. we, I heard your point. I just disagree. We with probably weren't going to beat Colorado. They, they well, just had more talent than us. And it comes down to the quarterback. Wait, wait, Let me wait, wait, this, wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, 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 hold on. Hold on. It So you're, you're saying that there was no way we would have beaten Colorado.
2: Because I'm not I'm, saying I'm no pretty, way. I'm saying chances I, well, are unlikely.
1: Yeah, because because going into the season, you had that projected as a 42 to 14 Nebraska win there.
2: Because I thought so, it was going to be an epic fail, but but, but apparently I was wrong. But,
1: but you're telling me that coming off a Minnesota win, if we had held, a, if we had been able to hold on and beat Minnesota, you're telling me that you wouldn't have believed that it should have been a blowout for Nebraska.
2: No, based on the fact that we struggled to score 13 points. No, we didn't even score 13 points. We scored 10 points. We struggled to score 10 points and Colorado at ease, put up 45 points. That was the difference for me. Our no. offense. Look, our offense is going to be a struggle bus for the rest of the season. I don't see a game on the schedule where we're going to score more than 20 points. That includes Louisiana tech. Okay. It's going to be a struggle bus. Unless we stick to what we know and that's run the, the freaking ball with Gabe Irvin and play tough defense. And maybe you'll get out with a 21 to seven victory because that's, now. let me ask you this. We have 10 more
0: games left in the year. Jeff Sims scheduled to start for the rest of them at this point, over under for the total turnovers by (laughs) Sims for the year. He is already at six. I am going to set it at 30 and you know what? 29 and a half. That means he's got to hit 30 and above. Which one are you guys going to take?
2: I'm taking the under. 30 turnovers?
0: 30 turn. Hey, we are already at six. That is a fifth of the way there, boys. And I am hammering the over. Life is too short to take the under.
2: Yeah, it's an under. He won't be playing if he starts racking up turnovers like that. They, he still
0: them. is playing and he's racking up turnovers like that. And I can tell you right more now, than they, will,
1: they will pull the plug on that if he's still turning the ball over. Why haven't right? they
0: pulled the plug yet?
1: Because I don't think they, turnovers. Said, they said Chuba wasn't healthy going into this game and I don't think they trust Harburg to open up the offense with. I think, honestly, if they're going to pull the plug and make a change, I think it's going to be Chuba who takes the position. I don't think it's going to be Harburg.
2: That's when I'm going to turn the television off because it ain't even worth it at that point.
0: So the number is at 29 and a half. B-Sol and T-Sol both hit the under. Again, this is lingering if Jeff Sims starts every single game. And, you know, if he doesn't, I'll have to lower that number a little bit. And let me think about that. No, get, get to you. just
2: lower the number. That's not the way it works. I'm going to raise the number if he throws four picks against Northern Illinois.
0: I'm going to come back at you with the lower number here in a little bit. Let me let me do some deciphering. I'm going to get you a number, and that's what it's going to be if he doesn't play the entire season. If he plays the entire season, I expect 30. Well, Jason,
1: I, I don't think there's any reason for us to even revisit this topic with you. I think what we should do is just move on to the next one here, and let's preview this Northern Illinois-Nebraska
0: game, and let's Hold see on, how I are you so- guys feeling going into this game. He, Biesel, is on not at preview he is on pace for 36. We're not on at the pace yet. for 36 turnovers this year. I just There's want you to know. There's some
2: breaking news we got to discuss first, and how Bissell tossed a curse onto Michigan State and Mel Tucker. Bissell, I'm just wondering what what voodoo magic did you do in your bathroom last night to to toss at Mel Tucker and and get him fired? Because the way his contract read is. He couldn't get fired for 10 years without a felony or a sexual assault case or uh, sexual harassment case or whatever it was. So you want to speak on that, bit, Uh
1: Yeah, it's pretty simple. When you're an overrated coach with uh, not maintaining wins at a university in the Big Ten Conference, you're going to lose your job. That's as easy as it is. Even though it's negotiated contract that way, all it takes is rumors. Michigan State is the school that Larry Nassar's from. So all they had to do was plant the seed and the athletic department wasn't going to even take a chance. Now it's more surprising. Are you saying he was framed? (laughs) Are you saying he was framed? (laughs) And
2: b are you the one that planted that frame (laughs) to make yourself look smart?
1: Now, why would I plant any seed when I think he's the most overrated seed, coach in frame. college football? Did you plant a frame? Not a seed, a frame. No, I'm not the one who framed Mel Tucker. However, what does look bad for this school is they already now went you- through the Larry Nasser thing, and the Mel Tucker incident was allegedly brought forth last December. And the school had a third-party investigator look into it, And they gave their findings to the school back in July. And the school decided they weren't going to do anything until this hearing on October 5th, until it leaked what was found. And they let him go as of today, the 11th of September.
0: You got a little bit more insider info than the rest of us. Are you sure you're not the one framing Mel Tucker? Because you didn't deny that he was framed. (laughs)
2: b has got to be back in a moment. He's got to delete a bunch of emails.
0: (laughs) It has nothing
1: to do with that. All I'm saying is the way our justice system works, you're innocent until proven guilty. However, that's not how that really works on a day-to-day thing anymore. The schools have to protect themselves, which is why I believe he was suspended. And
2: then did they officially make the move to terminate him as their head coach now? He's not going to be their head coach, but I don't believe that he's officially terminated yet, but based on the way that it is, he, there's no coming back from so, it because he's and, already going to be replaced by the time all the, the jury's said and done. But he has, he
1: has also come out and said, wait till the hearing. He's claimed it's a witch hunt. And so, you know, we'll have to see how it plays out, but no t and j I never would have framed a guy who I think is an overrated head coach.
2: Yeah, all I know is it's just crazy coming out of uh, Michigan State. I wonder what uh, Spartan Dog has to say about it on his uh, bacon wire with the Big Ten uh, with big banter. And so for all the the Sully Scoop fans out there, if you want to give a listen to the Michigan State side of the story, which they may be drinking the wrong type of Kool-Aid over there, who knows what's going on. But that's ultimately a 2-0 team that nobody believes in and nobody believes in now is going to, my prediction, is going to be an epic fail. I mean, I expect them to be in the basement with Northwestern when it's all said and done. Yeah, it
0: almost feels like the walls are caving in over at Michigan State, and you know what? It may have came at the right time. That is two coaches that would be, you know, let go or fired on the Husker schedule that we still got coming up that have been let go this season, and that is to go with a new Purdue coach, a new Wisconsin coach, I mean, the walls are forming for the Huskers and it is starting, you know, there is a lot of promise. Just the question marks land at who is our quarterback.
2: But, you know, since we're all crapping on Satterfeld about his offense and stuff, you know, I just want to turn the clock back to that Minnesota game. Another thing to just continually point at, is the fact that they said Anthony Grant isn't the starter this year and he's third on the depth chart for his fumbling issue. But yet, with two minutes left on the clock, instead of jogging out Gabe Irvin, you know, the beast rhinoceros running back we got back there, we jog out Grant with the fumbling issue. And what happens? He fumbles it, Minnesota gets it, game. And would that have happened with Gabe Irvin? Probably not. So that's another that's another thing that we could point to Satterfield on is you cost us the Minnesota game. You cost us our chance to compete in the Colorado game. All I need is one more strike. I'm up to two. All I need is one more.
1: Now, the other side here, too, is if you had any questions or any concerns about Satterfield, you could just go back and look at South Carolina's game film from last year because that right there will tell you exactly exactly. The offensive coach that we brought in now instead of diving into South Carolina football though let's look into Northern Illinois versus Nebraska this week in Lincoln a night game on Saturday how are you guys feeling about this
2: well be a lot less confident than I was last week and that's because of our showing with sims and the turnover issues that continued to linger we thought it was just maybe a bad game and now we realize maybe it's not just a bad game i still suspect we should be able to beat northern illinois pretty handily but i don't trust our offense i don't trust the turnovers but i do like that we finally get to play at home i would say um 70 on a husker win which is for the caliber pretty pathetic
0: well, let me tell you to be saw I am not confident in this game. I am not confident. I just wanted to repeat that for you because this is NIU. We sh- as a Big 10 folk, you should take down a max school. However, this max school week 1 beat an ACC in Boston College. They went to overtime but they still beat them. This is a team in NIU that likes to pass the ball, not run the ball, so don't I mean, our run defense is still going to be top tier in college football at the end of this game. This is 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 a Mac team that
1: just lost to Southern Illinois as well. So don't hang your hat on an
0: overtime win against Boston College. They (laughs) lost to Southern Illinois. And I would be worried if we were playing Southern Illinois as well. And why is that? It is because we have so many question marks on offense. Can we even score? Can our quarterback hold on to the ball? Can we not turn over the ball? Can we win the turnover battle? That is where our question marks come from. I would like to hope that with even four turnovers, because, you know, I got to give Jeff Sims his three and one will come from somewhere else. I think we should still win this game.
2: And, B, so I got to point out some facts for you. Northern Illinois is jogging in a familiar quarterback that Nebraska has seen before in Rocky Lombardi. So... He's the, uh, he must've transferred in there from Michigan state. I never thought he was all that good and clearly needed a Michigan state. And that's why now you find him at Northern Illinois, his season stats. He has 462 yards, one touchdown, three picks, a 28.8 QBR. So Jay he's in the same realm as Sims to where this could be a turnover fest. And ultimately when it comes down to it, if he comes in this game, and we make him look like Patrick Mahomes, that's a big red flag for our DBs. If we don't get any interceptions in this game, that's a big red flag as well. But I expect us to get some takeaways. I expect us to just continue pounding in the sacks. And I love the 3-3-5 defense that we've been doing because the way they stack it up out there, it's tough to stop. And I don't think uh, Northern Illinois Gonna have an answer for our three-three-five defense. So ultimately, that's what I'm hanging my seventy percent on. I'm I'm looking past our offense. I'm looking solely at that defensive line and that three-three-five the way that we play it. Now, absolutely, geez, oh, and you're
1: I... sitting here. You're sitting here talking about Rocky Lombardi being a familiar foe. I'll have you know the Huskers played him once. And that was back familiar in 2018, foe. and that was a game Nebraska beat Michigan State nine to six. I think this defense that we have this year is a heck of a lot better than the defense we had in 2018, and it would not surprise me if this is the perfect game for Nebraska to start getting back some ground in the turnover differential. This is a game that has to be clean, played clean by the offense, and the defense has to create some chaos and get some takeaways.
0: So this game is not going to, you know, determine the rest of your season. This is a game you should win. This is a game you should over the power. You should overpower them. However, we have Jeff Sims at quarterback. Listen, he should not be getting pressure. This is where our offensive linemen should look phenomenal. They're going to be bigger than the defensive line and the front seven for the defense there on NIU and the Huskies. Our offensive line should keep the pressure off of Jeff Sims if he is the out there at quarterback. If he still turns over the ball three times in this game, are, are you going to be calling for a change?
1: He won't be out there if he turns the ball over more than twice in this game.
0: So did you answer my question? Yeah. You would be looking for a change at quarterback if he turns the ball over three times. I
1: definitely would. I at that point, if you can't do it against a non power five
0: team, then it's on you. Okay, so then I'm gonna be changing my number, folks. This is bringing it down this year. Jeff Sims turnover margin. I am putting at 18 and a half. 18 and a half. Are you going over or under? We got what 10 games left? Yep. Is it six? Yep. I'd pick the over at that point. I'd take the over. All right, what? 22 and a half.
1: 22 and a half. I'd probably stick with the under.
0: Probably stick with the over. I'm going with the over as well. I was looking for a little bit of a split. I wanted to see. Biso, where would you draw the line?
1: Where would I draw the line? I don't think he's going to make it to that many turnovers without the
0: plug being pulled. But what would make you think that, I guess, as Jeff Sims has been out there with already six turnovers this season, we've conceded games by keeping him out there.
1: I don't, I would disagree. I don't know that we've conceded games. Nebraska's been in the games against him. The turnovers put us behind, but we didn't concede the game. It wasn't like having him out there was like, oh, hey,
2: guess what? You guys are going to win. He threw the pick that sealed the deal against Minnesota.
1: He made a bad decision at the end of the game. Yes, but he made a lot of bad in that, decisions wouldn't have been in that situation. There were two drives before that the fumble by Grant and then to come out when you need to just run the clock and run time off and you
0: throw three incomplete passes. He made at least three, three bad decisions. And what about it? The first half in the first half, he throws an interception in the end zone. We could have taken three points there. Yes. Guess what? That's the three points we were missing. Instead, he throws a weak fade route. Weak fade route. Why? Because it wasn't even to the corner of the end zone. It was literally to the DB.
2: And the guy was now, wide open right in front. If he just threw it lower, it's a touchdown.
1: Now, you guys can point out the flaws here. Again, it's a new quarterback learning a new system and still building chemistry. I'll wait Plenty to of see. flaws to
0: pick from.
2: And another flaw from the Minnesota game is we didn't get Billy Kemp involved whatsoever our best playmaker out there on offense besides Gabe Urban we didn't get him involved whatsoever and also I'd like to point out another thing coming into the season Jason you picked Jeff Sims as your Heisman guy it was lingering B-Sell, on b picks b you picked Jeff Sims as your offensive MVP do you still believe that Sims is our offensive MVP or are you jumping on my side with Gabe Urban Jr. I'm, I'm sorry, Tiesel.
1: I, I wouldn't even say Gabe Everett Jr. has been a, an offensive MVP. Where's his seven touchdowns he's supposed to have by
2: Michigan? Blame Satterfield. I'm one of the same thing. He should have had a ton of touchdowns against Colorado.
0: Yep, and that is why the offensive MVP at this point in the season is Marcus Washington- Listen, Sully Scoopers, J-Saw called that one. And guess who is leading the team in sacks on defense and J-Saw's defensive MVP for the season, Cameron Lenhart. Now, J-Saw, yes, Cameron Lenhart did have a
1: great game against Colorado, but so did most of that defense out there. The front seven were wreaking havoc all game, and so Does that make you more confident or less confident going into Northern Illinois? You said you're, you're nervous because of the offensive side. Are you thinking this is going to be a loss for the Huskers?
0: Listen, I am confident in our defense. It'll be a low scoring game, especially with a team that's not going to come out there and have the athletes that Colorado does and the arm talent at quarterback that Colorado does. However, I think there is a question mark at who's playing quarterback for us. Now, I do think that we should be able to get the win in this game as we are the, you know, bigger school, bigger powerhouse, or so some would say. As we come from the Big Ten, this is a Mac school. You should come out victorious.
1: I would agree. There is no excuse to lose to a Mac school, especially not as a Big Ten team. And so, if this is going to signal a changing of the guards or anything like that, Matt Rule cannot afford to lose this game. If he does, it really shows that we have not come far from the Scott Frost hire. As much of you, as many of you will remember from his first season where we lost to Troy, and his last season where you lost to Georgian Southern, who, and it doesn't by even the stop way, there.
2: It starts with Mike Riley when he lost to Northern Illinois the first time.
1: So TESOL's got this as a snowball effect, but where I was going with the Georgia Southern thing is Georgia Southern this year has started 2-0, and they take on another Big Ten opponent here in Week 3. And i got to get your guys' take on that before we dive fully into this Nebraska-Northern Illinois and see how you guys are feeling. Do you feel like Georgia Southern – can upset a Big Ten opponent for the second year in a row? They play Wisconsin this weekend.
2: My answer to that is most definitely Wisconsin. I know that most people around the league seem to be favoring Wisconsin or Iowa. Iowa made more sense to me than Wisconsin because Wisconsin has a new coach. It's totally doable. Wisconsin didn't show up against Washington state you know, they tried to salvage it at the end and ultimately came up short. And for people ranking Washington state in the top 25 is an absolute joke because Washington state's probably going to come out this week and lose as well. So it's just going to go to show that Wisconsin lost to a bad opponent and Wisconsin is still not a good team. Wisconsin is likely going to be that six or seven win squad. I'm telling you, they hired their Mike Riley and they're on their way down. See, I would
0: argue that they hired their Scott Frost, and that doesn't make it any better for them. <laughs> I mean, Scott Frost did lose to Georgia Southern. And I do want to say that week one, Wisconsin barely snuck away from Buffalo. Yes, they were still trying to gain their identity. You know, they're a totally different offense coming in. It's, uh, you know, spread offense. But people offense. didn't West give us, us that offense. excuse. Exactly. My point, they give it to Wisconsin. Why? It's because everyone likes to, you know, pick at the Huskers because we – The Huskers used to beat up on all of them. So now that they're on top, you know, they feel like they're all this and that. But everyone knows the Huskers is a sleeping giant. That's why if you ask anyone that's just a college football fan, every single person that's a college football fan knows what happens in a Husker game. It is because we have the best following in college football. And we are one of the worst power five schools at this time. That's what makes it special to be a Husker fan is you guys all still care. We all still care but so does everyone else around college football. They know what happens in the Husker game. Listen, I don't know what happens in half of these games. I have to look up the stats or if I'm not watching the game, you know, I could care less. Everyone else knows what happens in the Husker game. And that means something special. But I do want to say that getting back to this now, Wisconsin did just lose to Washington state. I think now they're kind of shaking in their boots, trying to still find their identity being a new offense. They're not running the ball as much. And you haven't seen Braylon Allen as much as before that. I could see Wisconsin dropping this game to Georgia Southern. It is like a Nebraska from last year, a Nebraska at at this point was still trying to gain their new identity. It was a week three game, but we had a new offensive coordinator and a new defensive coordinator that it's a lot of the same aligning.
2: So all in all be so we both believe that it could happen.
1: Which is about where I'm at as well. And so Tso, how are you feeling about this Northern Illinois game?
2: Well, I told you, I'm, I'm not confident. I got it at about a 70. The, the thing that gives me up to a 70 is the fact that our defense has been great. And we play that three three five where we have six guys on the line and they don't know who's coming and who's not. And ultimately, sometimes we send them all and there's just nothing you can do. So I'm going to lock in a furrow dub this week.
1: Jason, are you also committing to a win this week?
0: Yep, I have locked it in and I will double down. Doesn't mean I'm not on the train yet. Because, boys, I got here first and there was a lazy boy open.
1: Now, with that being said, and you guys got a win, I think this is the best opportunity for the Huskers here, like I said, to start making some ground up in the turnover differential. I want to know, we're going to take it back a couple seasons here. I want to get your guys' pick six for the week.
0: Listen, B, so it's probably not good to throw it back because I believe when we started doing the pick sixes and choosing on air, we never had an interception. But with that being said, going forward, I am going to be selecting Malcolm Hartzog.
2: so that's a good pick. He's a reliable corner. He's ultimately the great one of the, the better picks you could make, but That's not the guy I'm going with. I'm going to lock in the guy, the only guy with a interception on the season. And that would be my buddy, Omar Brown at safety.
1: And T-cell, I like your pick. I also have Omar Brown being the guy to come away with a, Pick six this week. Omar in that 3-3-5 kind of plays that center field role and shadows a lot of the slot receivers. So I think he'll be right in the middle of it all when Northern Illinois is passing to catch up to the Huskers here.
0: Well, thanks for joining us for another week of the Sully Scoop. You're here with J-Sull.
2: b And t
0: And don't forget to follow and like, and you can catch us on anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. And you can find us on Twitter at Sully underscore scoop. Go big red.